Okay, I won't bring it up. We will, we will not talk about we will not talk about your Nicholas no, Facebook page where where someone posted they were desperate for Mountain Dew. So we, we won't even bring that up, okay? And then the fact that you read it and didn't even think anything of it was yeah. also for listening funny, to so. the Fields Brothers show. Yeah. So my, are you opening this? Yeah, or you, this? you take it away. You already started with a. He had to bring up my group. On. Well, welcome to the Fields Brothers Show podcast. I am Jeff Fields. I am here with my brother Roger. We are coming to you from beautiful Central Kentucky, where we enjoy talking about just the difference that the cross uh, has made in our lives and in the lives of so many, and that cannot be overstated. The grace of God through the new covenant in Jesus Christ and what it means to be in him and to have him live in us and that is so freeing and that leads to joy I read this I was reminded of this verse the other day Roger I hadn't thought of it for a long time Proverbs 17 familiar verse a joyful heart or the old King James said a merry heart a joyful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones you know huh. great, grace is good for your health I mean, grace is okay. good for you. I can't believe when, you read that verse. I got did you already like have that four on there? pages about that. <laughs> yeah, I did, not, okay. I did not know that. So, All right, since you teed this up, okay. here we go. Let I'm me start gonna, uh, by saying, this. is that right? We, we, we good here? You want to jump right into yeah, the meaty yeah. stuff? Or I got, I got a one or two off-topic things. You want me to save those for later? Well, give me an off-topic, okay. then we're going to go back to that. Okay, okay, right. yeah. We'll, we'll you'll tease your deal there. I found this fast. I don't know if you saw this last night. Our... Um, our good friend David Moss shared this on Facebook about, and he learned it from somebody else, that the the 10th president, now follow me here, the 10th president of the United States was John Tyler. You know, I you know, I got some questions about this. I well, read I looked that. It, I looked it up. It's okay. true. It's true. All right, go ahead. Well, I mean, somebody, he was born in 1790. He had a son at the age of 63 named Lyons, and then Lyons had a son at the age of 74. He actually had two sons in the 70s, had a much younger wife, a second wife, I think. And, and uh, she was like 39 when Harrison was born. Harrison was born in 1928. Harrison is still alive today. His older brother died just a few years ago. Lyons, there was another Lyons Jr. that died a few years ago, but I believe Harrison is still alive. He's in the well, you know, like mid-90s now. And so there is currently living a grandson of the 10th president of the United States. That is that is really kind of hard to believe. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I mean, that I, I is that it. is. Yeah, I don't trust David just because. Oh, he you said googled it. it, and so that wasn't that the lesson. No, I, I I believe you. So I needed to verify what David said. So, um, you know, you know. So yeah, that is pretty remarkable. So it's amazing. Just, just kidding, David. Just kidding. Nobody's uh, but, heard that before, but. So that was uh, that is. I mean, a few different things. If you Google that, it it's true. So okay, okay. Here's the deal. You know, you don't know if you ever thought of it this way, but your body is a chemistry set. You know this. I mean, we know that's why doctors use medicine to do things they do. Okay. That's why people get hooked on drugs. Okay, um, that you know, food really has chemicals or natural chem, but they're mm-hmm. chemicals. I mean, your body is a chemi- is a chemistry set. I mean, that's the okay. way it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And they know now that your body produces some of its own chemicals. Okay, I'm right. not going to go through all these, but dopamine is produced. And I hear that. Out. I never heard of that word till last couple of years. Now it seems like I yeah. ever. Once or twice a month, I hear someone talking about dopamine. Well, something when you do something and it, it, it creates a sense of reward for you, yeah. then that's dopamine, so you can do yeah. that again. Dopamine. Yeah. Oxytocin um, is produced by a pituitary gland, and it's, um, it's they say that's the chemical that bonds a mother with the infant. Uh, it's oxytocin, and I'm going somewhere with all this. Um, serotonin has another chemical that um, um, you can 
secreting your body when you have a good diet and if you're exposed to light and all that. But here's the one, endorphins. Okay? I seem like I've seen that word, but I have no idea what it is. Now, endorphin, the word means, I'll tell you this, first of all, um, the word uh, endo means inside the body, and morphine was a, um, is a, means medication that relieves pain. So it's a medication like that relieves pain, kind of like morphine, okay? It is a powerful chemical that makes you feel good, and it's a painkiller, okay? okay? And one of the ways that endorphins can be produced, that your body will produce endorphins, is through laughter, Okay. So which we which brings read me in Proverbs. which brings me to the verse in Proverbs, um, in the verse which I've just now lost, that says that the a merry heart or laughter says does good like a medicine. Proverbs seventeen twenty two seventeen twenty two yes, and I had it here, but I lost it. And so you know we used to read that and think, well, that's kind of symbolic. Yeah, laughter is kind of good for you, like a medicine makes you feel. But it literally yeah. is a medicine. It literally puts a chemical in your body that can help you um, heal, can change your mood. It can it can be a painkiller. So it's not just an analogy; it's an actual. It's an it's an actual thing. I used to hear stories, and there's documentation. I always kind of poo pooed this too, where to treat some cancer patients, they would have them watch old. You know Laurel and Hardy movies and a lot of mm-hmm. old comedy movies, and they say they they did research to say that that did actually improve people's health. Maybe now they'll have them listen to the Fields Brothers show. It podcast. could be, yeah, could, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll be responsible if it doesn't work out so well with them if they were to pass on because it wasn't that funny. But but isn't that interesting yeah. though that laughter is a medicine, literally? Well, then I'm, but I'm thinking even a little bit. Right. deeper beyond that not just not just a shallow laughter although that's that's true too but i you know depends on what's translation but like this one the esv is a joyful heart right and so i mean you can have a joyful heart and not necessarily be laughing out right loud that's true that's true and so i mean the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace the kingdom of god we talked about it the other week is righteousness peace and joy yeah well to get the joy you know it's righteousness peace and then joy you know essentially yeah. so when you, i agree when with you, that. if if you don't know if you're trying to you know, sweat it out and live the Christian life the best you can, but you don't really know you're forgiven or you don't know that you you're will be forgiven. Have you're not going to have that joy. joy. You're not going to know that you, that you are the right. To, so it's not a matter of becoming something. It's a matter of realizing who you already are. And when we see that we are the righteousness of God and there is 100% total peace with God and always will be that produces joy. And that is good for your health. Yes. I agree so. with that. And let me say it like this, same thing. And I'll do kind of a different angle, but when you understand what the cross accomplished, mm-hmm. that it forever, forever yeah. took care of all of your sin, past, present, and future. You are in Christ covered by grace, period. You're going to be with God forever. When you come to the place where you accept that and you don't let people talk you out of that. And Christians will love to talk mm-hmm. you out of that. It is euphoric. Yeah. And the joy that comes from that is a medicine. Let's just, let's not move quickly from that. I want to, because I, I realized the other day, we have a wide range of people that listen to our podcast. Now, we have a lot of people that are like you and me that listen to other, you know, I listen to a bunch of other Grace podcasts, and they listen to ours and all that, and, and they hear that, and they already know all that. But we listen to it. I think we have a fair number of people listen to our podcasts that really don't, haven't grasped that yet They've or haven't really seen that. Yet, haven't, yeah. haven't seen yeah. that. The veil yeah. quiet. So, I mean, so the message is, I want to kind of back up and just yeah. make sure we get that message across here is that there are a lot of genuine believers, genuine children of God, but are still struggling with, am I forgiven or not? Right. And maybe if you feel pretty good today, you're, you know, 
the, the concern is, you know, am I going to be next year, next month or whatever? And, you know, a lot of people are kind of feeling guilty. And one thing indication of this is, you know, this kind of, I remind, you know, you wake up during the night or you wake up first thing in the morning. Sometimes there's just a tendency to feel guilty when you wake up during the night or feel morning. You like, it's almost like, okay, God's finally going to, you know, uh, God's finally going to catch up with me. You know, my, my past. I've gotten away with this too long. Yes, you know. <laughs> the jig is up. And it's <laughs> I've been way, in way over my head. And, you know, life is finally going to, you know, even if you didn't do anything horrible, you know, just the general sense of guilt can lead a person, okay, something bad's going to happen because I deserve it. It's finally going to catch up with me. And so, you know, if I get hit with one of those thoughts, I immediately think of the cross. You know, that's right. the fixture. That's, right. the, that's the North that's Star we North talked Star. about last right. time. Right. Okay, that, so I look at the cross. No, my sin was paid there. There is God is not holding my sin against me. The sin was paid for. And that... And so for, for anybody listening that hasn't come to that point yet, in this matter, just looking away from yourself, looking at the cross, and realize that Second Corinthians 5 passage, it would be great for anyone to go back and read that, that last half of that chapter in particular, Second Corinthians 5, reconcile to God by the death of his son, that we might be that we are the righteousness of God. God is not, and we have that's our message, be reconciled. And I, I came across something the other day that pointed out, you know, it says be reconciled. It doesn't yeah. say do this it doesn't say what to do it just says who to be yeah just be reconciled be reconciled because god has already reconciled us through the death of his son and that is good news that leads to joy no what is spurgeon i think it was spurgeon that said when i look at myself i don't see i could possibly be saved when i look at jesus i don't see i could be anything but saved i could possibly be lost yeah that's great in terms of looking at myself as my actions right right things like that as far as um some of that my introspection is not gonna you know if you're living a life of christian introspection Boy, so we don't normally don't give medical health advice in, on this uh, podcast, but today right. we are. So. Hey, look, I'm going to steer off into raw heresy here, okay? Okay. And I do honestly want to say, I'll bring you back. Okay. You first of all, I want you to tell me where I'm missing this, okay? Um, and if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, if you, or even if you've been listening to this your hundredth time, all right, I might be wrong. I acknowledge I might. And be I wrong have no idea this. what you're about you to say. You have no idea, okay? And so I'm going to take you on a little journey here, Scripture, okay? okay? I'm here to help. Um, and I want you to tell me where I've gone off the rails, okay? okay? Now, let's start with this. Now, in Matthew chapter 10, Mark chapter 3, Jesus picks his apostles. He calls them apostles there, not disciples, calls them apostles, okay? okay? And it says there, the names of the 12 apostles. Okay. He gets his 12, okay? Uh, we find out in Acts 2, they devoted themselves to what? The apostles Teaching, Teaching yeah. right? Okay. Uh, we see in um, uh, Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 1 and 5, you know, Paul talks about being uh, received apostleship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's apparently a big deal. Now, I do think there's times when they were a little bit loosey-goosey with the term where um, I got Rick Lowry gave <laughs> what's me that the term. Greek yeah. word for What's the yeah. Greek for loosey-goosey? Because, because apostle literally means sent one. You can kind right. of be I a sent one say, in I that sense. I do remember sense. that, yeah. But... It, there, there is a sense where I believe that you have twelve apostles. Okay, and, and I so hang with me here. Okay, okay. <laughs> Do we Peter, need a drum roll or something? No, music no, in the no background because I'm go, I am going somewhere with all this. Okay, okay? Ephesians two twenty and twenty one says they were built on, on the foundation of the, the apostles, apostles and prophets. And prophets yep, okay, remember that. Now, when you get to Revelation chapter mm-hmm. twenty one, the city has a foundation of twelve apostles. Oh, okay. 
And I'm proud of you for saying revelation and not revelation. It's re- well, that's it's another revelation. Revelation, yeah. yep. 12 apostles. So apparently, it is kind of a big deal that there's 12 apostles. Okay. So I would say, first of all, let's go here, that when Judas got kicked out of apostleship, Oops. they had to pick somebody. They rolled dice <laughs> to figure out, which yeah. is one of the funniest things, okay? And so they... And they use a scripture out of Psalms to justify this. They said, may his camp be desolate, let there be no one to dwell in it, and let another take his office. And so from that scripture, they thought what they needed to do was take the two best candidates and roll dice. Now, God did not tell them to roll the dice and pick somebody. They took this on their own. Not everything the church always does, even in Acts, is always right. It's an accurate depiction of what the church yeah, did. It's just a history you know, of what It's a history did. of what yeah. happened. Yeah. Okay, so I would say that God had in mind to uh, recruit Paul to be Saul oh, of Tarsus to be oh, the apostle. I see what you're okay? saying here. Now, okay. I'm not done. Okay. Okay? Now, this is going to get way better. <laughs> All right? So, you with me so far? I think we, we can we're, start a whole denomination on this. No, I think. we're getting ready to start. Okay. <laughs> Hang on there, hang on. So, if, But am I right? We, we have, it, is it possible that they jumped the gun? Got Matthias in okay, there. Okay, I was going to say Matthias was the name. Yeah, that came he was to mind, the one. So, the, 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 so you're not a big fan of Matthias. This well, no, like. I'm just saying. And how did that even work? I mean, so if it's a, I don't know if they had a six sided dice. I mean, I guess it was a square. If it's if it's an odd numbered Matthias, it's you. If it's like Thaddeus, was Who, the other yeah. one. I oh, think oh, if it's, did, does the name the other one in there? Yeah, I forgot, oh yeah, I yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I yeah. About No, that justice, thing. justice. I'm wrong. Justice, justice and Matthias. Justice didn't. <laughs> the, okay. All the dice didn't go for justice. So justice was out. Matthias is in. Okay, okay. In eternity, you know, people talk about who you want to talk to in heaven. Justice. You know, so I you want to talk to justice. So, <laughs> but I think it's an easy case to make. Okay, that. God had, you know, it's like, that's a long, we have a long history of people in the Bible trying to do God's work for them, trying to yeah, jump in ahead yeah. of God. This one of those cases. Yeah. The church is just getting started. They were, they were new this, But I'm pretty sure that if they, if God wanted Matthias, he could have found a better way to choose him rather than let him throw dice and say, God, just, throw, I mean, you know, okay, so. But I'm not done here, but I just well, want to... Would you have s- loved to have heard the conversation leading up to that? Okay, guys, we need a 12th one. Yeah. Um, says, anyone let, got any know ideas? Someone take his office. We're yeah. going to base it on this verse in Psalm. Yeah. I mean, let it... So- and then someone says, well, how about Matthias? Well, I, I like justice. What do you think? Well, I like... Well, okay. I, I've got an idea. Why don't we do <laughs> I would love to. So, yeah, the whole thing is pretty comical in a way. I mean, yeah. if you, I mean, but I think there's no, I mean. <laughs> okay. And, and we certainly do not believe that was any kind of repeatable pattern where you're supposed to be throwing dice. I mean, we don't do that to select a pastor. Well, we got George over here <laughs> and we got Marvin. We don't know which one's we're going to throw dice. If it comes up, uh, if the number is, uh, you know, an odd number, George has got If it's even, we're going to go, you know. So, so we got <laughs> so, a roulette. It was the only time in the Bible I see anything like this happens, and I think it becomes clear that the soldiers cast lots for his for the yeah, road. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. There's so no place where God's people right. did oh, something yeah, to try to oh, get yeah. his, oh, yeah. to try I'm to determine God's you. will. I'm okay, maybe that's where they got the idea. Maybe now I'm getting ready to drop the hammer. Are you ready? Oops, we're out of time. Yeah, okay. All right, please forgive me if you don't. All right, okay. So Jesus picks his twelve. Okay. Judas is out. Judas is out. Saul of Tarsus, Paul, same person, is in. Okay? okay. That's right. 12. Okay, yeah. Okay. How did James get a book in the Bible? 
James was not an apostle. He wasn't picked by Jesus. He was the half-brother of Jesus. Right. And when you get to this thing in Acts 15 where they were concerned about, well, how are we, we going to let Gentiles into the church without circumcision? James, who was over the church in Jerusalem, he was kind of the pastor or whatever, yeah. they bring in um, Paul and Barnabas and Peter. Mm-hmm. And it's Peter that explained what had happened really with Cornelius and all right. that. And James says, based on what Peter said, okay, that it's clear that God does not want us to put anything else on the, the mm-hmm. Gentiles. So Peter, or I mean, so James made his decision not based on revelation from God, but based on uh, what Peter had said, and also Paul backed him up. Paul mm-hmm. and Barnabas talked about right. the miracles that happened. Okay, right. now there's one problem Scripture with this. Okay, and that is in Galatians chapter one, okay. where, where Paul Men from says, James. "Huh, men from James." Yeah, go ahead. Men from James. What? I don't understand what you're saying. That's <laughs> in Galatians 1, or Galatians 2, maybe. That may be Galatians, Galatians 1. No, 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 no. Galatians 1. Paul says, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get to know Cephas, and I stayed with him 15 days, but didn't see any other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now, I believe, and this is my opinion on this verse, based on everything else, there's no other apostle other than himself. He saw the other apostles other than him, because Paul was an apostle, not other apostles other than James. Okay. I'm looking at that verse here. So Galatians 1, what verse are you in there? Uh, Galatians 1 and 18 and 19. Okay? okay. So Paul does say that he didn't see any other apostles except for James. Now, I think he's other than himself is what I would say he's talking about. But he saw James. Okay. And the other apostle, well, it could be other than Peter, too. Yeah. That went other than Peter. To see Peter and remain with James, him. And I saw none of the other the Lord's apostles. Brother. Except, but it says, except now, James, the Lord's brother. Here's, okay. here's my point. Anytime you run into somebody, some Christian who's legalistic, their verse, their hallmark verse is, mm-hmm. you know, faith without works is dead. They quote James. James is always the go-to book for every legalist. Right. Okay. And all I'm saying is, one, I'm not sure James should have been in the Bible. There's my heresy right there. But two, you don't let the half-brother of Jesus that Jesus did not pick, himself did not pick to be an apostle, mitigate what Paul says in many letters about uh, salvation by grace through faith alone. He says flat out in Romans 4, it is not by works, it is by grace, or it wouldn't be grace. There's, I mean, Ephesians 2 says the same thing. There's all kinds of verses that say it is not by works. We bring this one verse out of James, and we say, well, that's faith in blue jeans. You know, that's faith that, you know, mm-hmm. you know well, I'll give me a break. You know, it's, it's, it, what it does is we've pulled down the good news of the gospel written by somebody that I don't think is an apostle. Now, here's the thing it gets kind of you know, you got to realize too, Luke also was not an apostle, okay? Mm-hmm. But he didn't teach anything. He just recorded what Jesus said. He recorded what happened in the book of Acts. Right. Same thing with Mark. Mm-hmm. You don't have a letter to a church from Luke or Mark that is supposed to be scripture, okay? As far as I know, James is about the only one that had a letter written to somebody, you know, that just says the dispersion, you know, to, to Jews, who we attribute that to being scripture, who was not an apostle. And he was certainly not one of the 12 apostles that the foundation was built on according to Revelation. Revelation 21, you still got 12 apostles on the foundation. So tell me where I'm wrong. 
Well, a couple of thoughts here. What, what the verse I was thinking of in Galatians two, uh, and this is going to be in support of what you're saying here. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be disagreeing with you here because I actually I, I brought out a, not from a different angle, but the whole thing in James two. I mentioned that up. I, I kind of threw that out a little bit one time, yeah, several months ago, and you kind of well, you weren't you weren't agreeing with me then. Well, so it's kind of like you've changed. Well, no, no, no. But I'm changed so on a different base. I'm not changed based on the content of the book. Right. I understand that. Okay. So in, in the Galatians 2, so the next chapter after there, when you know he has this confrontation with Peter, um, says in chapter 11, verse, uh, chapter, excuse me, verse, uh, verse 11, chapter 2 of Galatians, but when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. Verse 12, for before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles, but when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it says men from James. Yeah. And so evidently, and, and James, the book of James was one of the first books, one of the earliest uh-huh. books written. And there's, you know, I don't think we know absolutely sure, but I think there's a good chance that was written before the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15. Could have been. And so, you know, one of the thoughts no, that there, I don't know, I'd have to, okay, I'd look that but up. But that, yeah, in terms of what to do with James 2, or the whole book of James, and particularly yeah. James 2, I mean, I um. I, I wonder that as well. I, mean, I, I, I don't can, know. So I'm I can not saying theologically kind of make James compatible with the gospel, but you do feel like you're having to bend it a little. Oh, bit, I know? mean, I have you read know? every way manageable, and I, I've heard what but, Andrew Farley says. I, Paul okay. Ellis has written a bunch of stuff, and I think they would all disagree with with kind of what we're saying here. But and I've read you well, know, read stuff a high people okay. highly respect, and it still doesn't quite make sense. Okay, to me. here here's here's what I think is a fact. You know, James was not a chosen apostle by Jesus. He never claims apostleship that I'm aware mm-hmm. of anywhere. He certainly doesn't even in the book of James. He didn't claim apostleship. Okay? So what we're doing is we're letting somebody who's not an apostle, who never even claimed apostleship, basically take a wrecking ball to a lot of what Paul said about grace and faith. Yeah. And there are clearly verses where Paul talks about that it was given to him, Paul. Yeah. The revelation oh, yeah. to of this gospel Absolutely. of grace. And so clearly. And so I did one time in, in a discussion online, I, I found a picture of the game Twister. You know the game Twister? Yeah. And I and I say, okay, this is a men's Bible study group trying to study in James too. Because that's yeah. what we do. We yeah. twist all over the place to right. try to make it fit. And there's some um Aaron Budgen was one of the first ones, a guy in Colorado that has you know, he's he studied to be a rabbi for a while, then came to Christ. Um he's one of the first ones I heard point out what what we're seeing here that that maybe what james was saying is just not right not right at that it's what he believed at the time and all this and it also makes me think and i've warned this in times too and i, and I don't know and I, I think i mentioned this one other time but you know all these you know all scriptures give him inspiration inspiration of god that was obviously referring to the old testament then i think of romans 7 that we live not by the written code but by the spirit i wonder at times and again this would be absolute heresy in my mind 10 years ago or whatever and i don't know that i'm right but I'm just not sure that, that God intended for these 27 books to be well, considered. Here's the thing. Okay. On that same level. Yeah, I understand. Since I, don't I, live I got by you. the written code. Right. But. And I, I kind of follow that. But, and, I, and I, I, I hear that. But I guess what I'm saying is, you know, why do we let somebody who, you know, who wrote, who is a leader in the church, mm-hmm. write a letter? Also, by, by the way, Martin Luther didn't believe James should be in the Bible right, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So was, I'm in pretty good company. Call, call I mean, I'm not the first one that's ever, you know. A right straw epistle, I think, was yeah. the. And I think that 
I think Martin Luther's objection was a little more on the content of the book rather mm -hmm. than James's authority to write. I've never heard. Now, that is new to me to come the angle you're coming at yeah, it from. I've never heard of, that before, and I'm sure that I'm not the first one to ever think of this. But where do we? Where? How did James get in the Bible? I mean, and, and or do we believe that the church was infallible? Yeah, it gets into all that yeah. in in putting this book in there. That's clearly a different style of thinking. Mm -hmm that it goes all the way through the rest of the New Testament, particularly from the cross on or from Acts on. So okay. I think it's a legitimate well, question. Okay, we may have just alienated a huge part of our audience, which means our income is going to be – well, no, wait a minute. We don't get income from this, do Can we? we be so, canceled? Okay. That's what so, they can do today. You can't get canceled. <laughs> can't get canceled when you don't – That's true. <laughs> when you don't make any money off of it. But anyway um, – I mean, I just – Yeah. I think, you know, and I guess the thing that, that sometimes – bothers me a little bit is that sometimes in the church you're just not allowed to ask questions like that i mean and i would say that, why not i mean that's a whole other point but a good point yeah. too so yeah i mean it's, i mean why is that not a legitimate question because i mean okay I, I think the reason a lot of times people are hesitant and a lot of people don't want to hear those questions is because we have made a book the savior rather than the person of jesus right, christ right. and if i'm right. if i'm depending on my intellectual understanding of this book and all that, then then you're attacking my Savior in, in right, a sense. Right. You're attacking my source of life. The, the power of the so. early church was a story, a message yeah. of what had been done for them. Was that, you know, we didn't have a printing press for 1,500 years. And a lot of them didn't know how to read anyway. They, could, you know, you know? they couldn't read. I mean, you know, you know, it was a story. It was a message of the grace of God where God sent them a Savior. That's what they believed, and they didn't go to Bible studies and say the 22 books that we call the New Testament, and somehow maybe when we put them together, maybe, oops, we stuck one in there that shouldn't have been there. It's, I mean, the other aspect of this is because we've made so much about everything about the book, it elevates the academic people to the top. Oh, yeah, for sure. Within Christian circles, and so if that's no longer the case, if, it, if, if it's yeah, but that changes so much. You know? you know, that's a great point, too. I used to run into people early on in my ministry that were clearly not very well-educated, clearly very simple, a lot of times very poor, who obviously had a great love for the Lord. Yeah. And I used to think, how that happen? I mean, they... I'm pretty sure they don't know the definition of any Greek word. <laughs> pretty sure they wouldn't know how to look up anything in Vine's expository dictionary or they you know. define propitiation. I yeah, mean, you know. I mean, but they obviously had a relationship with God, and so anyway, we're we're back to the simplicity. Yeah, I mean, we're back there to the simplicity of the gospel. Well, good anyway, news. good news. Hope we don't get in too big of trouble for this. Sorry about that. If it, also, if you if you. If you feel offended by what I just said, you can you can write to Jeff at thefieldsbrothers.com. <laughs> or Roger at thefieldsbrothers.com. So, so give me something to think about. Well, I like this. I like the fact we I like I always like when we, we talk about the stuff. A little bit, I, I guess. like you know, the last two podcasts. We've covered some areas that yeah. we had not covered before. I like that. Yeah. All right. So. Well. I guess there is a question I get to have is, is James going to come after me and say, hey, look, buddy. <laughs> That's another one. We, we last, was the last podcast or this one we talked about justice? We want to yeah. talk to justice. No, this is like, this one. I'm going to have to avoid James. Justice. <laughs> I want to get Justice and Matthias together, yeah. talking to them both at the same time. Are you all getting along? Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, because, yeah, welcome we'll see, to okay. the Fields you Brothers see, show. Though, there's 12 stones. You want to see whose name is on that 12th one. Yeah. I'm telling you, is it's it Matthias Paul. or is it no, Paul? No, it's Paul. It's Paul. <laughs> <laughs>